0: Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we're going to be in John chapter 12, the second half of verse 36 through verse 43. And buckle your seatbelts because we're going to jump into the deep end on this one. Before we jump in, I want to say thanks to The Family Leader for being our 2023 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about them in the announcements at the end of this devotion. And as always, thank you to The Family Leader for their support. So in this text, we find ourselves less than a week from the time that Jesus is going to be crucified. He has just spoken to a group of people about how the Son of Man is going to have to be lifted up, indicating the way that he's going to die on a cross. The voice of God came down from heaven and spoke to him. Some people heard it as thunder, others heard it as the words of God. And at the end of that text, he implored people to walk in the light while the light is still with them, he himself being the light, of course, imploring them to put their faith and trust in him before it's too late. And we'll pick it up there. When Jesus had said these things, he departed and hid himself from them. Though he had done so many signs before them, they still did not believe him. Who is the text talking about when it says they still did not believe him? I think it's a general statement about the people who just heard him speak in the previous text, as well as a general statement about the Jewish people. And among those who believed, some of those believed in a saving way, while others merely believed in the signs that he did, which was not salvific. If you want to explore that deeper, go back to episode 800. that's John chapter 2, verses 23 through 25. John continues, They still did not believe him, so that the words spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. This first reference is from Isaiah 53, 1, where Isaiah wrote, Lord, who has believed what he heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? John continues, Therefore they could not believe. For again, Isaiah said, and this comes from Isaiah 6, verse 10, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, lest they see with their eyes and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. So we've got a few things going on with these references from the Old Testament that John pulls out here. Number one, as John finishes his book, he's going to do this multiple times. Pull out Old Testament prophecies and tie them to Jesus as a means of giving evidence to his readers that Jesus is the fulfillment of prophecy. In other words, he's the Messiah. He is the chosen one. He's the one who is prophesied to come. The Son of God, the Redeemer of the people. Number two, John is making this specific case that the unbelief of the people, which on the surface might seem to be a knock against how compelling or how convincing Jesus' ministry was, actually this unbelief gives verification and validation to the fact that Jesus is the Messiah. After all, if Isaiah wrote this hundreds of years ago and it's being fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ, then Jesus Christ must be the person that Isaiah was writing about back then. And number three, John is touching again on the substance of this passage from Isaiah, namely that it is God ultimately who determines if somebody believes in Christ or not. And this is consistent with what Isaiah wrote. God has blinded their eyes and he's hardened their hearts so they wouldn't see with their eyes and understand with their heart in turn. This is similar to the idea of Pharaoh's heart being hardened, which we learned about during the Exodus. And if this seems outrageous that God would keep somebody from believing or harden their heart, and I think it does seem outrageous, to most of us when we first hear of it, I need to point you back to John chapter 6, just a few chapters ago, verse 44, where Jesus said this, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. The big idea underlying all this is that if somebody puts their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, that faith does not initiate with them. That faith initiates with God enabling them to have faith. I don't trust Jesus Christ today because I'm smarter than those who don't, because I'm more able to connect the dots, because my heart is more receptive by its own merits because I'm more moral, because I'm more spiritually tuned in. No, the reason I trust Christ today is because God has enabled me to trust Christ. This is very significant, and it means that not only are the benefits of faith, namely salvation, redemption, forgiveness, a place in heaven, not only are those benefits a gift from God, but my faith in Christ itself is a gift from God. And when we understand this, our view of God starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger in an exponential way. That God is sovereignly behind the faith of those who believe in Him. When you consider the implications of that it's a mind-boggling huge idea John continues in verse 41. Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke of him now this is really interesting because in Isaiah chapter 6 which John is quoting from that's when Isaiah sees a vision of the throne room of the Lord and he is commissioned by the Lord and we're given this picture of Isaiah seeing the glory of the Lord and what John is saying here is that when Isaiah saw that the glory he saw in part at least was the glory of Jesus Christ not just the glory of God the Father. This is remarkable, and it reminds us that Jesus was existent with God from the beginning. Even though he hadn't been on earth yet, his glory was there, and Isaiah saw it. Verse 42, Nevertheless, many even of the authorities believed in him, but for the fear of the Pharisees they did not confess it, so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. Now, that is a piercing indictment. Remember, at the beginning of this text, it said they didn't believe, generally speaking, of the Jewish people. But here it says that some of the authorities did believe, but their belief only went so far as it could without them having to openly speak about it or acknowledge it. They were afraid of being put out of the synagogue. They loved the glory of man more than the glory of God so that they were unwilling to publicly associate with Jesus. That raises the idea, again, in my mind, of unbelieving, quote-unquote, believers, which we explored in episode 800, John 2, 23-25. It makes me wonder, where are these people really at? Is their faith a saving faith? Or because they're unwilling to be publicly associated with Jesus, because they're unwilling to speak that faith out loud, is it not saving faith? And to be honest, I'm skeptical, because Romans 10-9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, in other words, speak up about it out loud, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. So it begs the question, what if you don't confess with your mouth, but you believe in your heart? (laughs) There are so many different things to consider and mull over from this text. Maybe we ought to just post it two or three more times so we can all chew on it from different angles over the next several days before we move on. I don't think that's probably what we'll do, so take time to dwell on this text and then come back and join us for more as we continue through the book of John. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.
0: This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts, or download. The free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at ChristianCrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30 minute radio broadcast, airing on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Doe sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God. God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.